Well, blessings and praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. And I'm Elder Daniel Simpson. And we are coming to you today with a wonderful lesson, the very last lesson of the 21st year of the 21st century. And we are in, uh, actually, as we're studying it, but it's the lesson is going to be held on the 2nd of January. In the book of St. John's Gospel is where we will be found. Actually, chapter number 14. And if you uh, are familiar with this, you know that this is the upper room discourse, uh, that last meal that Jesus desired. He said, with great desire, have I desired to have this meal with you? But the disciples were troubled at some of the things that Jesus was saying. So we're going to see how Jesus addresses it and how he tells them to move forward in his absence in the body. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and turn the lesson over into the hands of our teacher and instructor for today. Go ahead and text somebody, um, even tag somebody in this, share it, get your writing utensils and your devices, and prepare for a good study. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Elder Simpson at this time. God bless you, Elder. Praise the Lord, everybody. We want to thank God for this opportunity to bring him to his rich word. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, there is no other name given unto man whereby we must be saved. And we thank you for that, Lord. That power and all that authority and salvation is is in his name. We ask that you give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, spirit anointed to teach for those who are listening to be anointed as well because your word is rich is powerful. Sharper than any two-edged yes. sword. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty precious name. Then we pray. Amen. Amen. So the way, the truth, and the life. That's the title of this week's lesson. The way, the truth, and the life. Let's hear about it. Yes. Okay. And the reason why we get this title is because I think it was Thomas asked him a question. Mm-hmm. So we're going to examine it a little bit mm-hmm. as we go through yeah, this we lesson. We want to see how Jesus instructs them. So, all right, we're starting in St. John chapter 14, verse 1. All right, let's go there. It said, let not your heart be troubled. Mm-hmm. And that word trouble means this, Dr. Simpson. It means to show distress and anxiety in a difficult situation or time. Okay. So what's going on here? Let's lay some foundation, kind of like a background. Okay. So what's going on is, uh, again, this is the upper, this is their, so to speak, upper room discourse, not the one where the Holy Ghost fell, but this is the one, again, where Jesus said, with great desire, have I desired to have this meal with you before I depart. He wanted to share some things with them because it was going to be a critical pivotal point in their their uh, walk because now after having Jesus with them physically and visually hands on you know our eyes have seen our hands have handled he's going to depart and so uh, that was not going to be taken well so there's uh, expected uh, dismay astonishment heartache until Jesus is going to address it Yes, because in the previous chapter, chapter 13, Mm -hmm. at the Last Supper, after they had 
eating the Last Supper, and Jesus gave him some revelation about, you know, his body. The bread was his body was going to be broken, you know, as a covenant, as well as the cup, mm-hmm. the wine type of his blood. The New Testament in my blood. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. so after he goes on and have this meal with them, then he gives them a little bit more insight. He said, I'm going to be betrayed. Mm-hmm. Well, now that was a, cause, so that was probably heartache number one. I'm about to experience betrayal. Yes. And it was heartache to him too because he loved, and that's the way it is a lot of times. When you're betrayed, it's by somebody you love, you care about, not always by somebody you can just shrug off. Yeah. So he's telling them that so they can expect that. And also that Peter would deny him three times. Yeah, he did say that one openly, but he didn't tell who the betrayal what the betrayer was yeah. by name, but he did tell about the denial, but that was only because Peter put himself out there. Yes. And how that the rest of the disciples was <coughs> gonna scatter. Yeah, and furthermore, it's, it's, you're gonna be a part of the betrayal. So yes. it's it, it was necessary for him to say to them, I wanted to have this meal with you. But each of you are going to do something that is going to leave me abandoned. Mm-hmm. But I have love for you and I have things to share with you yes. in, this, in this upper room discourse. Yes. Okay. So that's what it means when he said, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. You believe in God, believe also in me. And also I looked up that word trouble as we stated, Dr. Simpson. Um, it means to show anxiety mm-hmm. and we know that Jesus he also experienced this if we go to St. John chapter 12 verse 27 and I had already written it down okay. where Jesus said now is my soul trouble mm-hmm. and, and what shall I say father save me from this hour mm-hmm. but for this cause came I into the world father glorify thy name then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. So I put that in this lesson, Dr. Simpson, to show that even Jesus had some anxiety and some trouble well, with yeah. the situation that he was going to go and face, which is the cross. Which is so necessary for us to be realistic. You know, mm-hmm. we can't act like we're superhuman. Yes. You know, I'm not a superwoman. You're not a superman. So when things come up against us that we know are going to be painful physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. it's troubling. Yes. And so we find here that Jesus said, my soul is troubled. And that helps me to know that troubling those emotions and those feelings are normal. Yes. But we're going to see how he handles it. It's, it's good to know that it's out there and it happens, but it's even better to know how to deal with it. So he's going to accept the example for us. Yes, and I just love this. This shows the, the humility of Christ mm-hmm. that even he was troubled when a mm-hmm. situation was going to come out, was going to be dire, which we had And to it's necessary. Life. It's yes. necessary because they may not hear it from you, they may not hear it from me, or they may not hear it from someone else. Maybe they'll hear it from Jesus. Yes. All right. And that word believe in this lesson is this, or in this verse, it means to have faith in or put in, put your trust in. And when they was having this Last Supper, mm-hmm. this was a covenant. 
the thing was happened mm -hmm. with Christ. And this is what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. You believed in God. You, you, you participated in the Passover supper, which is a personal covenant that the children of Israel had to have throughout their generation. Okay. So Jesus said, now believe in me. Believe All right, so me. he's committing them, you know, everything that's going to happen, don't let it up, you know, bring upheaval or don't let it uproot your faith in me. Yes, you have faith in God by participating in this last supper or mm -hmm. the Passover supper. Mm hmm which was a commandment that they had to, yeah. you know, at least the males had to go to Jerusalem. Yeah, it was one of the three major feasts. Mm -hmm. So they had to, um, he's trying to put something in them, regardless of the things coming. I'm troubled. Mm -hmm. There are some things I'm going to tell you about. But listen, at the end of the day, and through it all, believe, believe in me. If you believe in God, Believe, believe in, in me. Believe in this covenant I just made with you at this last supper and this revelation I just gave to you concerning it. I like what Hebrews said about the Dr. Simpson. Hebrews 10 and 39, I wrote it down. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. We're going to hold on to our faith. Yeah, perdition is destruction. destruction yeah, if you draw, and the drawing back means, you know, Okay, I'm thrown off. Just give up my faith. I, I'm going because that's going to happen. We're going to read about that later. Yes. Um, not in this lesson, but we're going to read about it. Well, some of it, but mm -hmm. in the worst ways, it's going to come, and some things are coming, and some things are happening right now. Yes. So don't be thrown off. Yes. Okay. But of them that bleed to Unto the saving of the soul. That's the outcome. Yes. If you continue to believe, salvation will come. If you hang on. You will get the victory. Yes, and your soul will be saved and glorified with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. In verse 2 of the lesson says, In my Father's house are many mansions. Mm -hmm. I like this. Mansions mean this, it means dwelling place. Okay. Uh, he said, If it was not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now I'm going to go to Revelations chapter 21. And we're going to look at, just get a glance of this place that Jesus is preparing okay. for his body of Christ, his, his bride. So Revelations chapter 21, verse 2, two through verse 7. This is the place he's preparing for us. Are you making up a song? Yes. Don't do that. <laughs> so Revelation chapter 21, verse 2 through verse 7. It says, um, And I, John, saw the holy city, mm -hmm. New Jerusalem, mm -hmm. coming down from God out of heaven, mm -hmm. prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Mm -hmm. And I heard a great voice out of heaven say, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Okay. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
So that is the city. That's the holy city, holy city. Um, Jerusalem. But he's telling them individually, I have a mansion. For yes. Them. You know, in, I looked up that. Um, I, I'm sorry. In that city. Yeah, I studied um, that mansion, and well, one of the commentators put it like this: it was kind of like a sprawling, kind of canvas type of uh, dwelling place, and what they would do is that their families would dwell in those so that they're all together. Those different compartments and locations and parts of the building. Um, If you look at a campus like a uh, university campus home, it's one campus but separate ones. Not on that lonely earth scale but on an elaborate scale. When he says mansions, we know it's elaborate and they're dwelling places that are together in the presence of the Father. So um, he's trying to express to them with their understanding of Jewish culture, um, I've got some great things. I'm going to prepare some great things for you. And this was words of comfort too. I'm going, but you know, think on what I'm going to do. Think on what I'm preparing because you're going to receive it. Even though I know all your little secrets and your shortcomings and all the things you're going to do to me before I leave this earth, abandonment included, I'm going to prepare a place. Yes. So also in Revelation, verse 4, mm-hmm. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, mm-hmm. and there shall be no more death, mm-hmm. sorrow, crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Mm-hmm. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Okay. And he shall say unto me, Right, for these are the are the truth and faithful. Okay, so we don't want to do too much there because we want to stay in the factor that we want to flow in the we want to flow in the point that those things that you're experiencing now, the tears the sorrow, sickness, death are going to be done away with. So we want to nail that and drive it home. But the um, disciples are needing this. They're full of brokenness. Well, people need this now. They need to know. Yeah, they need it. So there is, the lesson is full. We, we can give everything. We can't give everything. But those things that were, those things that he's pointing out are necessary. Because, especially now, because people are dying. So, in verse number um, uh, three, when he says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, he said, I'll come again and to receive you unto myself. So, all of their, their hurt, their upset, their dis- this whole discourse, he's giving them consolation. He's giving them comfort. It's like, I got bad news for you. But do you want to hear the good or the bad first? He gives them the bad first, and then he comes back with the good news. In verse number three, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. All right, verse number four. You want to read it? Um, and whether I go, you know, and the way you know. All right, now this is where it gets a little murky because they're not following good. It doesn't seem like they're following it good. Does it look like that to you? They haven't picked up along the way. 
asking you a question? Do you think that they haven't picked up along the way all the things that he was saying? Telling them and teaching them? Well, Thomas is going to ask the question in verse 5. So, so but, but in verse number 4, and whether I go, you know, the way, okay. So let's go ahead and drop down to 5. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether you go. And how can we know the way? So how is that possible? Well, I think they're looking for a little bit more clarity. Facts. And, and But had he told them in several times? And then that's what Jesus answered in verse 6. He says, I am the way. The truth. And the life. The way means is a journey or a pathway that leads to your heavenly Father. That's in Psalms. Lead me, O Lord, into thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make thy way straight before thy face. So Jesus is actually, like you say, for his earthly ministry, he's been showing them the way, mm-hmm. the path of righteousness. Kind of feeding it to him with a little bit by little, right? Well, he's, he's been fulfilling all of the Old Testament scriptures that was written about him in the Psalms okay. and in the Proverbs. And he taught in parables so the mystery of heaven could be hidden to those that it would not be revealed to. Okay. So he took his disciples aside and he explained a lot of the parables one-on-one with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So he said, I am the way. And then he said, the truth, the truth means to be reliable or you can rely on me. Mm-hmm. And we know what the scripture said. Uh, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth, truth came, came by, by Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. So they did need that. He's, he's, he's driving the point. Listen, trust me. If you believe in God, believe in me. You're going to need to rely on me. So he's kind of putting some things in them. Listen, out of all of this, remember these things. And he also promised to send the Holy Spirit to them. Is that verse number six? And then life is this. He said, I am the life, which means, in this case, to give eternal life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, Jesus promised that, or he prayed that in John 17, 1 and 3. He said, Father, the hours come. Mm-hmm. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, Thomas' disciples. Mm-hmm. As thou hast given him power over all flesh and these people to give them salvation also, or to give them eternal life that he should give eternal life to as many as those thou hast given me. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So, you know, he does talk to them, you know, earlier in the book of John. He says that your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they are dead. Yes. But he said, I am that true bread that cometh down from heaven. So he's talking about that sustained only that that bread, that man in the wilderness, is only to sustain, pardon me, to sustain the natural man. But this bread of life sustains you eternally. So then another scripture that he said, he that believeth on me, Though he were dead. As the scriptures have said. As believe it on me, as the scriptures have said, mm-hmm. though he were dead, yet shall he live. So he's been teaching them 
all along and now the time has come where they have to reconcile all these thoughts and everything that he's telling them, I'm getting ready to go. So it's like you're going to have to grow up real quick and be a quick learn and we're going to have to get this into you before I depart. You want me to read it? Yes. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Okay, that's a big controversy. Well, knowing me, this, to, to learn to know or come to know or have knowledge of. By experience. And they've been with Jesus for three and a half years during his earthly ministry. And this is what he said. You should have known or have knowledge of me. Yeah. And the Father. Several ways. Um, no man can do the, ma- the things that you do except the Father be with him. What manner of man is this to even the seas and the winds obey him? Yeah. Um, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So many ways have they seen him do miracles and do works. So there was none like you. I think Peter confessed it. He said, where can we go? He said, when the others left him, when he said, you have to drink my blood and eat my flesh, they left. He said, will you leave me also? And Peter said, where are we, go- where are we going? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life. So in that, he fulfilled giving them knowledge. And we at the church, we should have such knowledge of the Lord that we can say what Job said when he came, came into his trouble. Mm-hmm. For I have known, for I know that my redeemer liveth, yes, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Yeah, I like that scripture. He shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. So we shouldn't have, you know, fear if we've been walking with the Lord all of these years, and then when it comes to, like you say, a, a, a troubling time. Well, he t- he said, I'm, I'm troubled. Jesus said, I'm troubled. But then he's saying here, we shouldn't come to the point where we give up. You know, no matter what comes, we should never walk away. We should never just just throw our hands up and, and uh, forsake the gospel. So you can go to Jeremiah chapter 31 and I'll go to Hebrew. All right. Okay, Jeremiah 31 and what? Verse 31, 34. Uh, 31 and verse 31 through 34 says, At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be my people? Thus saith the Lord, the people which have left of the sword found grace and will and wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yet I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again adorn, be adorned with the, thy tambrins, and shall go forth in the dances of them that make merry. 
read you a minute. 31 and, what, and verses 1 to 4. No, it's supposed to be 31, but verse 31 through 34. 31. 31. Not 31, 31. What was you at? 1 through 4 instead of 31. And 31 through 34. Okay, it says, Behold, in the days, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them from the hand uh, by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was and husband unto them, saith the Lord. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. For they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest. Yeah. Said the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins mm-hmm. no more. Right. And that was a covenant promise that God had promised to the prophet Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. That, for, for them when they come out of yeah. uh, the exile. And saying, know me. They would know me. And Hebrews, this has been fulfilled for the New Testament church through Christ. Right. Exactly. So it wasn't just for uh, Israel. It wasn't just for Israel at that time. It was also for a latter time of encouragement. Amen. And I will read what's in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 through 12 said, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my law into their minds mm-hmm. and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall teach, and they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all this shall, for all these shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities, but I remember no. The same mercy that they got back then, they're giving now. So it wasn't just New Testament mercies. It was new mercies then. So, amen. All right, we're back in the book of John. All right, what verse are we at? Verse 8. Okay, Philip said unto... Now, this is Philip's question. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Okay, we don't understand. But show us the Father and we'll we'll understand, we'll be satisfied, yep, yep. and we can come to some understanding here. Conclusion. Yep. And Jesus verse nine, and Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? Mm-hmm. And yet have thou not known me, Philip? Right. He that has seen me have seen the Father. Okay. And how said thou then show us the Father? Now that's a good question. That's a good question because he said, I am in the Father and, I, and the Father is in me. And the Father has sent me. I've come from the Father. I'm going to go back to the Father. So that's a good question. Okay. But we know Paul, he helped us out of Corinthians. I think he said, 
you know, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Clearly, clearly, God was in Christ. So what you see are the express images of the invisible God um, through the works and the compassion, the love, the forgiveness. You see all of that through of God through Jesus. There's so much more. Yeah. So verse 10 says this, Believe this Thou not that I am in the Father, and in the, the Father, Father is in me. Mm-hmm. Question. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. And isn't that the same with us? We're in the Father, and the Father is in us. Yeah, we have the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. He doeth the work. So, first Colossians 1 through 15. Okay. Colossians. Yeah. Yes, first uh, of Colossians. First chapter one. First Colossians. You mean Colossians chapter one? Okay. And what verse? Fifteen through nineteen. Okay, you go ahead and read it because I can't get there quick enough. Love Colossians. You want me? To so Colossians chapter one, verse fifteen through verse nineteen says this: okay. Who is the image of the invisible God, yes. the firstborn of every creature? Yes. This is. This is. This is what the church, this is what Philip was asking. Paul helps us out. Verse 16. Mm-hmm. For by him were all things created that that are in heaven mm-hmm. and that are in earth, visible, invisible. Whether they be thrones, dominion, principality, powers, all things were created by him and for him. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Okay. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Mm-hmm. For it pleased the Father that in him so, should all fullness dwell. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it. it he he um, allowed the operation um, and the functionality of God to come through Jesus. Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. I do what the Father has given me to do. And he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Because the night comes when no man can work. So that's the same. And he's setting an example. You know, he's saying this with purpose. The same way as I was in this world, so shall you be. I moved in the spirit. I came in the power of the Spirit. I came out to, you know, open the blinded eyes, etc. Luke 14. But I also did nothing of myself. The scripture says that they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It also says, lean not to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all that heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and direct that path. So what he is, Jesus is solidifying here is that even though I'm going, I want you to rely on me. Trust and move as I lead you. You've learned that lesson by the children of Israel in the wilderness. I've showed you and I've told you that I was nothing of my, doing nothing of myself. Now I'm going on, but you must carry on and in this manner, if you do it this way, you will accomplish what you've been appointed to. Yes. And that's our goal, to p- accomplish 
what has been assigned to us. But you can't do it of yourself. It's just not in man that walketh to direct his own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Yeah. All right. So back in our lesson. Verse 11. 11. Believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. So the very work's sake is the works that will witness that Jesus is the Messiah. And I think that's what Nicodemus said. He said, Rabbi, Master. Mm-hmm. So no man can do these works except God be with you. With them. Mm-hmm. So even the Pharisees, they recognized. And understood that. Yes. That there was God, no controversy, even though they had controversy whether, you know, they had some, some issues with Jesus rising up, you know, the son of the carpenter and saying, but they had to come to a conclusion. Nobody can do this except the Father is with them. So St. John chapter 5, verse 36 says this mm-hmm. concerning John the Baptist witness. He said, but I have a greater witness than that of John. Mm-hmm. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness in me mm-hmm. that the Father has sent me. That the Father has sent me. Amen. So that's what Jesus was saying. I cleansed the leper. The Father sent me to do that. I raised the dead. The Father gave me the power and authority to do that. I healed the sick. The Father, the anointed, gave me the power to do that. I went to the cross. And I rose on the, on the third day, but Jesus preaches in that second chapter of Acts. He said that he, you know, that you, you, you all have killed the Prince of Life, but God raised him up. Yes. So we just have so many scriptures. We just can't go over it all. There's so much to learn, but not in our own wisdom, in the wisdom that God gives us. Well, God is faithful. And this is what we can rest assured of. Mm-hmm. And in this, these last days with the, everything going on, we have to rest assured and build up our faith even more so now. Mm-hmm. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that means do it as I have done it. Do it in the example I have left, the model I have placed for you, because I'm the way. Not another, not another solution, not some other ideas. Or strategies. I'm the way. And this is the way that I did it. Following my steps. And then souls can be saved. Alright. Is that our lesson? Well that's our lesson. The way, the truth, and the life. And so we are going to go ahead and close out this lesson. Father, you want to give us our benediction. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. glory. To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, majesty, dominion, power, power, both now now and forever. In Jesus' name we say. Amen. Amen. Thank God. All right, God bless you. Join us again next week for another session of Reset Forever Ministries podcast with the Sunday School Lesson. Thank you.